Hello and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. Today's sermon is titled Improvising or Going by the Book. Christian Panner will teach about the importance to take the Bible as a script of actions, but also about the importance to fully understand it, to know God's real intention and to know how to act when improvisation is necessary. Based on a parable in Luke 10, we see examples of going by the book and one person who improvised, but by doing so, really did what God wanted. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, one of the most interesting statements that the Apostle Paul made, uh, well, he made a lot of stunning and interesting uh, statements, was uh, toward the Corinthian church. Um, in, in 1 Corinthians 4.9, um, if we will have the, uh, the slide, uh, it's right there is, is the, the verse, um, where he says that we are a spectacle for the world. For I think that God has exhibited us apostles as last of all, like men sentenced to death, because we have become a spectacle to the world, to angels, and to men. When he says their world is actually the, world, the word cosmos, universe. And then he's more uh, specific and said to the angels who are the God's ministers or servants. And to men, all humanity, all human beings. The word spectacle in Greek actually is, well, you don't have to know Greek, but you will know the word, is theatron. <laughs> theatron. You got it? Theater. So we are like theater from, and we have the word theater from this word, Greek word. And according to Paul, we are enacting Christ. In this world, we are, that's why our uh, name is Christians, because we are little Christ, of Christ. We look like Him. And according to Paul, we are enacting Christ in the middle of the scene, and we have multiple spectators, like, like there. And, and we act. Um, who are, who is our uh, audience? Well, the whole universe. And whatever we are doing right now, right here, and whatever we do in our private life and in the society, the whole universe, all the angels, all the demons, and all the people, the whole universe, the whole cosmos is looking at us. Now, how do you feel knowing this? <laughs> there is no private now. <laughs> it's all public because there are so many angels and demons out there. And it's God and His Son and, and it's Satan and everybody is looking at you. We have our role, our script, and our props also. Uh, either you are a new Christian or a seasoned Christian, you are in this play. The, in the redemption theater, we are playing this uh, play. Either you are involved in the ministry of the church, or you are, you think, I said, you think, you are a spectator. Hmm, yeah, they are doing, uh, oh, you know, 
the, the worship team didn't, uh, that was not a good song. And actually, who in the world chose that song? And the sermon, oh, come on. You see, sometimes we are spectators and we make judgments. Oh, this was good. This was not good. Like we are, the, everything was intended for us. That is false. <laughs> we are all in this play. And uh, we go by the book, or sometimes we have as actors, you know, actors, sometimes they improvise. So either they are going by the book or they improvise, they have the show must go on. <laughs> and by the way, you are the show. Our script is already written, and we read our script. I hope you are reading every day. Or at least every week, not every year. That's bad. You're a bad actor. <laughs> Somebody will not hire you or actually fire you if you are doing this. Uh, we understand what to do and how to do it. But sometimes we must go off script to improvise. Improvising is something normal and not unique. Uh, let's learn how to improvise from a parable uh, that Jesus uh, preached and some people understood, some people not. Well, their problem, Jesus just said it. So I challenge you to uh, turn with me in Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 25 to 37, to see if you are improvising or you are going by the book, by the script, okay? And, and actually, we have some people here that are, well, by the way, it's a parable, What's a parable? It's a story. Jesus invented this story. It never happened, okay? But he takes things from the reality, and he put them together in order to teach you a truth. And I hope you will get the truth after this. But this never happened. Jesus just invented this. This was his style of, uh, of preaching. Um, so, Luke chapter 10, verse 25 on. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, shall I do, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, He, the lawyer, Oh, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength and with all of your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he, Jesus, said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. You will you'll be fine. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now... By chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But the Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, Pouring an oil uh, on oil and wine, 
Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper saying, Take care of him and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. With all of these three, which all of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the men who fell among the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Beautiful. You see, even this Jew was not, he was a lawyer. He knew the law of God. And he couldn't say the Samaritan. Why? Because Jews hate Samaritans. And Samaritans hate Jews. And he, he was, it was so hard for him even to say the name Samaritan. He said, well, the one who showed him mercy. You see how he find the way around? Yeah. So, are you improvising or going by the book? This is the question that I would like to raise and answer from this passage. What I see here is two people who are called to go by the book. The ones who are called by the book. To go by the book was to help the one in need. Not to close their heart. The priest and the Levite, by nature of their position and by the nature of their ministry, they knew the word of God. They knew the, the Old Testament. And they knew what the Old Testament said. And I will quote at least, there are so many passages, I cannot quote all of them, but two of them from the book of Deuteronomy, one of the best books of the Old Testament. Um, uh, God said, if, one, if among you, one of your brothers should become poor in any of your towns within your land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart or shut your hand against your poor brother, but you shall open your hand to him and lend him sufficient for his need, whatever it may be. No limit. Whatever it may be. You shall, in another uh, a few verses after this, you shall give him freely and your heart shall not be grudging when you give to him because for this the Lord your God will bless you. Because of that, God will bless you in all of your work, in all that you undertake. For there will never cease to be poor in the land. Never. Therefore, I command you. This is a command. I command you. You shall open wide your hand. Wide. Now, um, there are numerous passages about uh, the same thing. To, to be compassionate. To love those who are near you. And even the lawyer said, yeah, the neighbor. Love your neighbor like yourself. Um, did you eat in the morning? Do you know somebody who didn't? Did you dress? Well, I see you dressed. <laughs> you have enough clothes, right? Did you, uh, do you think there are some that they don't have? Well, he knew that. And the priest and the Levite, they were working at the temple. They knew the, the word of God. Their job was not only to serve at the temple, but whatever they were uh, living in the village or in the city, people came to them and said, I don't understand. Could you tell me on this? And they were there to translate the word of God for them. What they did, 
Jesus said they took one on the other side and, you know, yeah. Uh, they, they were too busy to go to the temple. Ah. But then you are, if you are called to live by the book, live by the book. Actually, they improvised here. What they did. They left the scene. They didn't want to see that guy. Oh. And probably when, when, when the, 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 the audience heard that, probably they were mad. <laughs> what? A priest and a Levite? No way. And this is us, Christians. This is us, Christians. We live, we say we live by the book, this book. First of all, we need to read it in order to live by the book, but this is another story. But we don't forget the entire universe is looking at you. Angels and men are interested. What will you do? Do not improvise by not going in the spirit of this book. Do not improvise this like the priest and the Levite. Our book is a collection of 66 books that are describing God's character. Why? Not just to, you know, read a novel. No. This is an instruction manual. We need to read it, and we need to look like Him, like God, to have the same love and compassion that the Father had. And we, we just sung about that. It's, the Father loved us, and this is why we are saved. We are here. We have a fellowship. Why? Because of His love. Now it's our turn to show that love. Um, so the, in, in this parable, uh, there are ones that are called by the book, but that they are improvising. And they are not doing it. I pray that you are not this type of people. Stay away of this. Go by the book. And you will be fine. Jesus said, you, you will live. It's okay. But then, uh, there is one man in this parable that he didn't go by the book. But actually, he improvised. He didn't go by the book. To go by the book for him was actually to pass that guy. You know why? Because that guy was a Jew. And he was his enemy. And he didn't pass he actually stopped. He didn't go by the book. He improvised in what he did. He stopped and he took care of him. Therefore, Jews, um, you know, um, uh, when, when uh, this is an old issue there, um, uh, Jews and Samaritans. Um, Samaritans were considered a low class of people, like secondhand citizens, that uh, uh, like, and, 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 they were not intermingled with uh, the Jews. They were not uh, keeping the law, the entire law. And they were despised. And um, the Jews have nothing uh, to do with them. We don't know if this injured man was uh, uh, his situation. But he, we know that there was a good Samaritan. Probably you've heard about that, right? The good Samaritan. Uh, he saw only uh, somebody in need of assistance. He didn't see a Jew. He, see, he saw a, 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 a man 
in need of assistance. And he said, you know, I can do this. He loved his enemy and he improvised saving the life of his enemy. The purpose of this parable is to show what compassion is. And to redefine who the neighbor is. The, probably you remember the lawyer asked, then who is my neighbor, right? Jesus is not asking, answering this question. His answer is like parallel. This is his question and Jesus' answer is like... <laughs> it's, it's the other way around. Um, why? Because this guy, well, the Greek term means someone who is near, neighbor, someone who is near. And the, the Old Testament, uh, the Hebrew term means someone that you have an association with. And when you interpret in this way, it's a very limited sense, referring to a fellow uh, a Jew, and in this way you exclude the Samaritans, the Romans, and you. If you were living in that time, that would exclude you and me too. But Jesus said, he corrected this wrong understanding of, of the word. And he said, you know what? And, and he redefined the whole thing. And he said, you know, the question is not who is your neighbor. But the question is to whom I am a neighbor to. Did you got that in the text? Uh, verse 36, if you want to check. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying this, you know, it's not mine. It's, Jesus said that. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man? You see, the lawyer said, who is my neighbor? And Jesus said, to whom you are a neighbor to? And he changed everything. To whom I am near. To whom I have an association with. I cannot stop seeing Jesus as the good Samaritan. This parable is not about Jesus. But I cannot stop looking at the good Samaritan thinking, man, Jesus did that, right? Jesus did that for me, and probably did Jesus that, did that for you too. You were, you were laying down in sin, stripped, naked, beaten, and Jesus said, you know what? You're my enemy. Since Adam and Eve, we all are God's enemy. And God is our worst enemy that we can get. And Jesus said, you know what? You are my enemy, but I love you. Jesus didn't act it by the book. Yeah, uh, do you know what means for Jesus, what meant for Jesus to act by the book? Uh, if you don't know, just look at Jesus on the cross. Okay? That's the best image. The Father crushed Jesus on the cross because the Father wanted to crush you. End story. But Jesus said, you know what? I'm not going by the book. I will improvise. And I will save you because I want that. And for that, I will give my life for you. Uh, the Good Samaritan gave two denarii, like two days of work worth, 
And he said, I will pay, if, if it's more, I will pay even more. But Jesus, what he did, he took us from his enemies and he transformed us into his family. It's not like his friends. Better than friends, his family. He's taking care of us. Thank God for the son. Thank God for Jesus Christ. He improvised and he showed love and compassion toward us by paying with his death. He went above and beyond to save the sinners like you and me. Thank God that Jesus didn't went by the book and finished us with a blow. Boom. I deserved it. Philippians 2, 5 and 8. Yeah, this is what we deserve. Death. The, the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. But then, in Philippians 2, 5 8, Paul said this. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who... Though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God like Adam. Adam did that. A thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing. Taking the form, make himself nothing. This is us. He make himself like me. I'm a nothing. And he make himself nothing. Taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on Christ. So, what we see here in this parable, some people that we, you expect to go by the book, but actually they improvised. And they did wrong. But you expect somebody to go by the book, and he improvised. And actually, he'll show love and compassion. Now, although Jesus didn't continue the parable, and this is what I'm saying now is not in the Bible. I like to uh, imagine. You can't stop me imagining. <laughs> I cannot stop you imagining. But I was like thinking... You know what? If when this guy was uh, again whole and he was okay, he was saved. What he did afterwards? And I thought, man, probably he learned to go by the book and to improvise in the same time. He learned from the best. Uh, we are here to see how these disciples of Christ you will see them in white, two here, one there, and another one here. They are dressed in white because they will, uh, they will be baptized today. And we, what we see here is that these disciples of Christ, they, they will enact Christ. Uh, in, enact Him in this theater, in this water, they will enact Jesus' death. And resurrection. And they will afterwards. We all. But especially them. They will enact his covenant. The new covenant. 
Um, why are they doing this? Because they want to bring their bodies as a living sacrifice. And this is a priesthood service before God. This is the first priesthood service to God for them. It's, Paul said this, Romans 12. It's so beautiful. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The baptism and the Lord's Supper are the only physical aspects of the ministry, of our ministry to our God. Think about this. We don't have others to involve our body. By the baptism, we enact the, our union with Christ in, in, in death and resurrection. And this is why, why I hope when I will die and I will come back. You know, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger said, I'll be back. <laughs> he, was not, he was not the first one, you know. Since Christ. When he said, I'll be back, he's the first one who said that. And since then, when he died, resurrected, and ascended to heaven, every Christian, when they die, they will say the same, same thing. I'll be back. Well, Arnold was just plagiating. <laughs> because even now, after every time when we do this, we will come back. Because God will resurrect us in a body. In a, uh, in a body that is not like this one. Praise God. It's glorified body. Perfect body. But the Lord's Supper is a celebration of Jesus' death and resurrection. And the hope of eating with Him at the marriage supper of the Lamb. You understand? When we do this, it's not only thinking, oh yeah, Jesus died. That's why you have bread and wine. He died and resurrected. He will come back. But I will eat with him at that, at that uh, table. Not only at this. Eating and drinking is something that we do with our bodies. You understand? When we do this and when they will do this, we are enacting, enacting Christ. And this is the beginning because we are called to enact Christ and to become like him every day. Amen? Not only Sunday, right? But every day, to be like him. We are going to baptize them, and after that, we'll have uh, communion at the Lord's table. Both acts involve the body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is a spiritual worship. Their life from now on is to go by the book, but also to improvise. Uh, and maybe you think, improvise what? Well, remember the book of uh, the letter, Paul's letter to Philemon? Well, I will give you the short version of it. Philemon, one of Paul's friends, was in the situation of improvising. Uh, his slave stole a lot of money from him and run. Uh, he met Paul and he became a Christian. <laughs> yeah, you understand that. Paul sent him back to Philemon... And he said, you know what? Don't receive him back like a slave, 
but now receive him back like a brother. You see, if Philemon had to play by the book, he, was, he had to beat him to death and even kill him. It was only a talking tool. But Paul said, no, 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 don't go by the book. The Roman book, it's bad. <laughs> the Roman book is wrong. Improvise. But Philemon said, I don't know how to improvise. Well, brother, welcome in the family. <laughs> you need to improvise and to look at him, not like a slave, but treat, treat him like family, like Jesus treated you. How about that? With love and compassion and, 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 and family, brotherly love. Um, the Bible didn't say anything uh, so far how to treat a runaway slave, so he had to improvise. Are you going by the book or to improvise? That's my question. That's the question from this passage. Those who are going by the book of this world, they should improvise and become disciples of Christ. If you are going by the book of God and you are a disciple of Christ already, you should learn how to improvise to show what? Compassion. Thank you. And love. Compassion and love. We are a spectacle for the cosmos. Angels and people around. They are looking at us. What they will do. What they will do. What are you going to do? The next song uh, is going, is in Romanian. And this is another challenge for you. Just improvise. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to sing. It's a special song because two, three, uh, three of the candidates are Romanian and, and, and the and, and the worship team thought, man, we would like to sing this. It's already translated in English. Uh, but don't sing it. It's not, it's not singing. No, it's not. It's impossible. Just read the, the words and then you will understand why. But um, talking about compassion and, and, and love, we need to improvise a lot in our lives. Because we are so good Christians. Sunday morning Christians. And sometimes when we see something, we close our eyes. Jesus never did that. He was, Jesus said, you have pores all the time. Do something for them. 